Hail, you nostalgic filmmakers. Welcome to 902 and Here We Go, the podcast that takes a look at each episode of the Beverly Hills 90210 franchise from Fox to the CW. One of us is a 9021 expert and the other is a 9021 novice. I'm Kendra Mickles and I'm seeing these episodes for the first time. I'm Nick Gunning and I've seen them all. You can find more about this show and others like it at our network's website, radiomeanwhile.com. Share your thoughts on this and upcoming episodes by following us on Twitter at Here We Go Pod. And please rate, subscribe, and share the show wherever you get your podcasts. Absolutely. You know, Kendra, today we're discussing Season 4, Episode 21, Addicted to Love. Another title that I'm like, okay. Yeah. Eh. People seem... It, the, the song probably played. You know what I mean? That's I hope it probably, did. We have yeah. no, with no way of knowing. No way. No, no, but there was a lot of steam, so there's many a times when it could have played. Nick, if I'm low energy today, you have to you have to help pick me up. I had I will, my, Kendra. I had my second vaccine shot a couple days oh, ago. Oh yeah. And it uh it hit me hard. Wiped you. It, it hit wiped me you. You were hard. <laughs> yeah, you know what? I, I got you a giant hamburger and Brenda signed it, Donna signed it. <laughs> I loved it. But I was also like, Good. what is this? But you understood. Oh, so you didn't understand that it was a no. car. Okay. And next time. Oh, I'll, it was a car. Next time I'll go in later and I'll record an explanation. <laughs> okay. So cool. you're all you're uh, you're back to so two weeks until you're kind of a free agent again, right? Isn't that how it works? Yes, technically that is that is the rule. I am scheduled for my second shot in April of 2021, so uh, we'll we'll see how that goes. The first one I was only sore. Oh, I um, didn't feel that good. Was fine. I didn't Did you? That and I said on this podcast, I was like, oh, I'm I fine. Remember. Literally right. right after we recorded, I was like, oh, I know. dear. Yeah, oh, we no. Talked, we talked about it in that episode, and then you texted me right afterwards, and you were like, we might need to add an addendum on that, because <laughs> mama's feeling bad. Yeah. So. Uh, yeah. Anyway, anyway yeah. Uh, let's crack open the Condor. Okay. Condor is committed to professional standards and professional ethics. The weak need not apply. Cacao. <laughs> this episode originally aired on February 16th of 1994. A couple birthdays. Denise Dows, who played Miss Teasley, turns 36. Oh, and that, that one hurts. That, one, that hurts. one hurts. Yeah, because I'm older than that. Oh, yeah. So, tough to hear. That was <laughs> tough to hear. That's all. Uh, another random one. Allie Grant. Oh, yeah. From Weeds and Suburgatory. Oh, was, sure. Was born on February 14th of 1994. All right. Uh, a couple of movies, one, actually just one, and I've never seen it. February 18th, Reality Bites, directed <laughs> by Ben Stiller, yeah. starring Ben Stiller, Winona Ryder, Ethan Hawke, Janine Garofalo, Steve Zahn, Swoozy Kurtz. Swoozy Kurtz, sure. You know, I've never seen this either, but I did and probably still do somewhere own the cassette soundtrack to Reality Bites because I loved Big Mountain's uh, version of Ooh Baby, I Love Your Ways. Oh, yeah. And I, every time it was on the radio, I was like, everyone shut up, you know? <laughs> and my friend Brandon, for my birthday, Brandon? got me the- Brandon yeah, Walsh? Not Brandon Walsh, different oh. Brandon. Uh, shout your out to Brandon, your Brandon Earls. Your imaginary friend, Brandon Walsh. No, okay. my friend Brandon Earls, who was not into uh, 90210 as I was, he was big into ER at this time though. Oh. So. We both had sophisticated palettes in 1994. <laughs> you know, Brandon got me the uh, cassette soundtrack to uh, Reality Bites, and I listened to Ooh Baby, I Love Your Ways a hundred times, mm -hmm. and none of the other songs. So and that's my Reality Bites story for you All today. Right. Well, I've never seen it, but I might have to watch it sometime. Hey, pep yourself up. Hey, I'm awake. Miss Moderna. I'm All doing right. it. <laughs> Good. I'm here. 
On uh, on February 14th, TV-wise, we got a new show on MTV that I've, I've also never seen. Trashed, okay. a reality show fe- uh, hosted by Chad Hardwick. Okay. Couldn't well, I don't have the cassette about. soundtrack for that, so I can't. I don't know. Yeah. <laughs> uh, in other news, I did not know this story, um, so I put it in here because I... I just didn't know it happened, but apparently Martin Lawrence hosted Saturday Night Live um, this week, and he made some sexually explicit jokes about female genitalia and feminine Ooh. hygiene, wow. resulting in him being banned from appearing on the network for the next year, and he has never been invited back to Oh my SNL. gosh. Wow. Um, and Bad I did for life, starting right there. <laughs> I did look wow. up, like, what he said and yeah. stuff. And it's, yeah, I mean, I don't know that it, uh, he I needed see. to be banned for it. Does but, it? Okay. But it was, it was, uh, it was a lot. It was okay. a lot. <laughs> well, there you have it, folks. Uh, SNL has said that they are neutral about the issues mentioned uh, but the network what policy, <laughs> the network policy for bre- prevents his remarks from being rebroadcast, and that the incident almost cost the entire cast of SNL their jobs. Wow, I you know I do remember uh, Jenny Slate. Do you remember Jenny Slate? She wasn't on SNL. She's she's Mona yeah. Lisa on uh, yeah. Rec. You know, mm-hmm. she was a cast member on SNL, and I think it was her first show. And they were doing like a biker kind of thing, and they were saying "frickin." all the time and one time she just straight up said the f word and we were watching it live and so like we actually saw it happen we were like what (laughs) always fun always fun when that happens oh man i always feel bad when people accidentally swear on snl yeah Um, unrelated jenny slate wrote a book called little weirds which i highly recommend hmm. i always forget she was on snl but anyway, yeah, you I you can look up what he what the jokes were, but uh, okay. yeah, I didn't I didn't know that happened. Okay. So all right, yeah. all right, all right, let's uh, go beyond the zip code. Okay, uh, I'm gonna, just going to tell you right up, Kendra. This is a sad beyond the zip code. Yeah, I'm going to tell is. you it's a sad one here. So in 2008, when 90210 was, it's kind of a reboot sequel. You'll see when we get there. Uh, rebooted on the 90, on, on CW, Jessica Walter appeared in the series regular role of Tabitha Wilson. So the setup for that show, Tabitha Wilson uh, is sort of a fading Hollywood star and her family moves out to be closer to her. So that's how we get the Wilson family moving to Beverly Hills. So that's mm-hmm. kind of the, that's like the genesis of why they're there and, and, the, and the setup for the series. So she was a regular in that first season uh, she has a career that spans six decades. She received an Emmy for her role in the series Amy Prentice and a Golden Globe nomination for an early uh, Clint Eastwood film, Play Misty for Me, his first directorial uh, movie where he, I think he's like a DJ and she's a crazy obsessed like stalker fan. Play Misty for Me. That's, That's an right. interesting title. Yes. Uh, more recently, uh, she. I feel like she's probably going to remain most famous for Arrested Development. Yeah. Uh, playing Lucille Bluth on Arrested Development and also playing the matriarch on Archer where she voices Mallory. Oh, Weirdly right. Enough, and I only learned this in the last like year or so. She voiced Fran in the show Dinosaurs. She was oh. like the mom on Dinosaurs. Isn't that crazy? That is. Range. Anyway, uh, that's all sad news because unfortunately she passed away at the age of 80 in March of 2021. Yep. Just happened. A lot of a lot of, a lot of big name losses. Because uh, also George Siegel passed away. 
mm-hmm. great actor from you know with a huge range again most recently on the goldbergs we lost author beverly cleary i know i just saw that 104 years old and larry mcmurphy is that true wrote- Yes. Larry 104 McMurtry, years old? She was. Larry oh McMurtry, who wrote like Lonesome Dove in terms of endearment, passed away on the same day as Beverly Cleary. Wow. I loved the, the Mouse and the Motorcycle. Like all of those. Oh, yeah. I love the Mouse those and were the Motorcycle. My, those were my Beverly Cleary books. But yeah. Yeah. A lot of, a lot of big losses. Uh, sad to hear about the loss of Jessica Walter. But again, an amazing career. I, I can't think of anybody who has better comedic timing than her. I mean, she just... <laughs> Every little thing she did on Arrested Development just landed perfectly. So uh, uh, quite a loss there. And we'll we'll learn about that character when we get to uh, the CW years. Yeah, definitely. All right. Well, let's look at the synopsis for Addicted to Love. Josh Richland is back and is doing his best to sniff out some scandal from Brandon, whose stock is quickly rising on campus for some reason. Yeah, In- all of a sudden. <laughs> he's hot. In order to keep him off the scent of his affair with Lucinda, Brandon drafts Kelly to be his date at official events. Meanwhile, Lucinda is trying to get her film financed, and Dylan is loaded, as we know. Brenda and Stuart make an ill-fated attempt at rekindling their romance, and David tries to rehabilitate his image with the gang. Okay. Let's, uh, Let's see who's living in Beverly Hills. Yes, this episode was directed by Les Landau. Kendra, remember we talked about Les Landau a few weeks ago because he's a big Star Trek director. So every time oh, I see yes. that name, I think like, aha. Uh-huh. Uh, it's written, written by Larry Mullen uh, and Richard Golens. We have a lot of recurring players here. So let's get to it. Mark Damon Espinoza is back as Jesse, basically for a cameo. I mean, he's there just because it would be weird if he wasn't. Yeah. I don't even know if he has dialogue, but he's there. I don't think so. We have Joe Teta as Nat back in his Peach Pit Teals. Yeah, right? he's, he's back to he's work. He's back. He's working the floor, sure. Cress Williams as Deshaun Hardell. We see Joshua Beckett again uh, as Josh Richland. It has been a long time. New haircut. It, I mean, of course, we hear his we hear his Condor uh, recitation yeah. every week here on 902, and here we go. But it yeah. was nice to uh, see the character again <laughs> because it's been about 20 episodes. Yeah. Uh, we have uh, Dinah Meyer as Lucinda Nicholson. William S. Taylor is back as Dean Trimble. We have the second of three appearances by Kathy Evanson as Kathy Fisher, the RA who took over for the super racist Dan. Yes. Who just packed up and left in the middle of the night. Yeah. A couple of fond farewells here, Kendra. We say goodbye to the Carson boys. We don't see Vivian Carson this time, but we do see Peter Mark Richmond in his final of four appearances as Lawrence Carson. Uh, sorry to keep the, the downward momentum here going, but... Peter Mark Richmond also passed away in early 2021. So, oh, yeah. Yeah. A lot, of, right. uh, a lot of downers here. We're going to have to pep this up, Kendra. I know. I'm already Finally, low energy. And now we're. And someone's going to have downers. to explain to me. I know. Someone's going to have to explain to me why we brought Stuart Carson back. But uh, I will confirm to you, Kendra, that this is the final appearance of Good. David Gale in the series. Remember, he started his first one in season one. He played, I think, a bellboy named Tom who helped Brenda like hide in a hotel. Yeah, that's right. And then he came back for seven episodes as Stuart Carson, and this was the final one of those. Good character. Uh, sorry to, I don't know. They just mangle trashed, it. They just trashed the character. It was. I don't insane. understand it. It was insane. But let's let's save it. Uh, we have a new recurring player here, a pretty major recurring player here, actually. Nicholas Pryor is making his first of 26 appearances as Chancellor Milton Arnold. 
So he's got a lot of connections uh, within this episode because he appeared with Shannon Doherty when she was just a little teensy weensy thing on Little House on the Prairie. He appeared with Cress Williams on Heart of Dixie. And most notably, he appeared alongside David Gale on Port Charles. He played the role of Victor Collins for 347 episodes uh, with uh, David Gale, who is uh, taking his final farewell as Stuart Carson here. Nicholas Pryor was also in shows like Cagney and Lacey, NYPD Blue, and Diagnosis Murder, and more recently has appeared in a duo of Stephen King things, including Dr. Sleep and The Outsider. So welcome, Nicholas Pryor. Did we actually see him in the episode, though? Yes. Yeah, he, he's Yeah, he's there in the tail end. I don't know that he has dialogue, but Kelly is talking to him. Okay, while... I must have looked away when yeah. Kelly was talking to him or was typing something because I didn't actually see yes, him. Yes, the dean kind of pulls Brandon aside and he's like, wow, she's a real asset. Yes. And you, clear, you clearly see them there. Okay. And I, I I know the actor. So I okay. was like, yeah, that's him. That's okay. him. So it's more of a cameo yeah, here, I but it is... It it is the real actor in that role so all right cool. Nicholas Pryor. all right well let's get into it shall we mm-hmm. addicted to love here we go that's right we start right away with a pervy lucinda scene <laughs> yeah we just we hit the ground running i didn't understand it brandon well brandon's like in the shower and she like yeah. comes and gets him out of the shower and then yeah. she's like dressing him and like tying his shoes yes and it was weird i don't know yes. they're like eyeing each other the whole time and then they He's like trying to leave, but then they end up like kissing and going at it again. Yeah, they do. And it was definitely, I mean, it was definitely meant to be a pervy scene when she like sits him down in the chair and goes to like tie his shoes. I was like, what is I happening know. here? I was, I was confused. Like, oh, okay. All right. It's I... just a shoe tie. Everything's <laughs> fine. I definitely thought we were going to be pushing some envelopes here today, but no. But yeah. yeah, after she dresses him, he just can't resist and they do it again. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, and then they, they have a little conversation about like he wants her to come with her to these. He wants her to come with him to these yeah. uh, fancy, task force dinners, events. Yeah. And uh, she doesn't think that would look very good. So. No, probably not. Probably not. All right. Then we go to the event. I forget like where it is or why. I just wrote party. Yeah. But it's a it's a task force thing that that the task force is going to Brandon's like joking with these old ladies uh, who think he's just hilarious. Mm -hmm. uh, the Dean is very concerned why Brandon isn't bringing dates to yeah. these events. Yeah. Didn't he's my like, secretary tell you this is for a guest. You bring a guest. Yeah. He's very concerned about that. He is. Uh, we see Josh here. And he's as I mentioned, silent new, date. new, new haircut. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah. <laughs> silent date. Yeah. Um, he says he's never seen a freshman move up the fast track like Brandon has. Mm -hmm. This whatever Brandon's been doing. Yeah, it's it's working. <laughs> Not going to school and working at the Peach Pit has done wonders for his political career. <laughs> the political career that he ended by telling all the people who supported him that they can f off. Yeah. Back in yeah. the early episodes. Yep. So good for him. Uh, Josh, we learned is going to be doing a story on him for the Condor. Uh, but he's not just going to be doing a puff piece. He's looking to dig up some no way. dirt because yep. he he can't be perfect. Mm -mm. Brandon can't be this perfect. No. So that should be fun. <laughs> At Kelly Donna Davids, Donna's making cookies. Whatever she's doing, her knife work was terrifying to me. <laughs> I was like, this is the episode where we watch Tori Spelling cut off her pinky. Well, she was on edge. And she was. David as, as is was like, I. I'm not going to snort the cookie dough if that's yeah. what you're worried about. Yeah. Um, 
David says he needs an activity to keep his hands busy, which, of course, Donna thinks he's talking about sex. But he's like, no, no, no. Mm -hmm. I want to rent a piano. Rent a piano. He's going to rent a piano. Wants to rent a piano. Yeah. I mean, I guess I would say maybe start with like a keyboard. Yeah. You, know? you probably have a keyboard at probably. Mel's, I would think. But no, rent a piano. Rent a piano. Fine. At the Walsh house, Cindy and Jim are on the couch doing, she's like doing homework and he's doing, I don't know, they have books yeah. and papers everywhere. <laughs> and she's in a California University shirt, just in yeah. case you forgot that Cindy's <laughs> plot line is that she goes to school. Yeah. It's not relevant, but it's what she does. It's what she does. They see a car pull up and Cindy's like, well, that can't be Brandon because he would have parked in the driveway, but he parked on the street, I guess. I guess so, yeah. Uh, but it is Brandon. He says his night went well at whatever event he was at. Uh, Cindy asks why he didn't park in the drive. And he's like, oh, I was going to go to Steve's house. So I guess he's just <laughs> trying to make a quick getaway. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Okay. Uh, he goes upstairs. Brenda's trying on a sexy black dress. Very unflattering She's... sexy no. black dress, if yeah, we're being honest. I would, I would take that her. one back. No. She's still wearing Stuart's engagement ring. On her right hand, Kendra. Don't be dramatic. <laughs> All right. Yeah. All right. It's like, how many carrots was that sucker? It was huge. Yeah. It was huge. Yeah. Probably cost more than Dylan's half of the peach pit, if I'm remembering right. <laughs> um, Brandon is kind of lamenting. Like, he just wants to be able to do good things, but it's all about, like, appearances mm. and that kind of thing. So. I get know. it. I get it. You do get it. We were just talking about that, <laughs> I know. weren't we? Yes, we were. <laughs> um, and Brenda kind of calls him on, like, you should just be bringing a date because I know that you're seeing someone. Mm -hmm. But Brandon doesn't say who it is. No, he says as soon as it's serious, Brenda will be the first to know. Yep. I would argue that it seems a little serious. What with all the dressing and sexing. but Yeah. Showering. You know. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. She next... was really peeping on him in the shower, too. I don't know if you caught that. For but... sure. Oh, yeah. yeah. Okay, sure. good. Good. It wasn't subtle, but <laughs> the next morning, Brandon left early. Yeah. Uh, Stuart arrives to take Brenda somewhere. Where are they going? To Palm present Springs. Palm, Springs. Palm Springs to present something to Stuart's father. And yeah, some some business has. venture that he's run by Jim, and it's like the first big pitch that Stuart's making. Yeah. So they're on the way to do that. They make this like gross vacuum joke. Like she, he's like. I'm the vacuum salesman and then they kiss and she's like excellent suction. Yeah. Gross. Yeah, I agree. Jim makes a comment as they're leaving that if they decide to get married to call them. Yeah. Which funny. I thought was funny. I like it. Yeah. In anthropology class, they're talking about polygamy and yeah. how sex gives women power. That's all I wrote this, for that scene. This class is a lot. I feel like if you're going to do scenes like this, maybe just hire like a consultant who knows what she's talking about because everything Lucinda says is like the most like pop psychology, like weird interpretation of things I've ever heard. Yeah. It doesn't seem like it'd be that hard to get somebody who can actually speak to those topics. But Well, after class, Donna thinks that Lucinda is just very extreme with everything yeah. she says. Yeah. yeah. Uh, Andrea left her book in class uh, and Kelly says that she will go get it. Yeah, Andrea's pregnant. She can't do those stairs. <laughs> Andrea then ran into, then runs into Steve, who's ready to move in to her dorm room. But Andrea is having some second thoughts. Uh, she's worried, number one, that he's going to party up the place. Yeah. 
Um, and she says she needs the room on the weekend. She needs to use the computer still. Yeah, I don't really get how this scenario is beneficial to anyone. Like, first of all, you can't just move out of your dorm room. You can't sublet a dorm room. No. How about that? No. That's impossible. That's against the rules. It is. But, and apparently, like, the RA's on board and everything, so whatever. But, like, why does she need it? I don't understand. The dorm? Know? Yeah. Yeah. Wouldn't she have, I mean, I, she's married. Wouldn't yeah, she I mean, be full-time like, living with Jesse? Go to your house, you know? Like, if you're going to be on campus and need a place to study, like, go to the library. It's just strange to me that she would, like, continue to be paying for a dorm. But did she get a full ride? I don't know. So maybe that's the reason? I don't know. But I thought it was just strange that it's like, Andrea's going to keep ownership of her dorm room, but Steve's going to, you know, be the, yeah. the unofficial subletter. It's very weird. It's a weird situation. But Steve convinces it. her. He says that he is turned Brandon-esque and that he uh, will not be an issue for her. Yeah, turned over New Leaf. Kelly goes back to Lucinda's class, and Lucinda is sadly reading a rejection letter from the NEA who were, mm. she had asked to uh, give her a grant to finish her film. Yeah, because she's a filmmaker. Yeah. Kelly then invites her to get a bite yeah. get some coffee yeah and suggest at her they boyfriend's go to restaurant her boyfriend's restaurant yeah the peach pit mm-hmm. nat is back in his uniform and looking great he's talking with dylan he's surprised at how well things ran when he wasn't there and dylan credits suzanne for that who apparently is still a part of the show we apparently. haven't seen erica in so long it's been a very but... long time okay yeah Lucinda then meets Dylan and they sit down and she is, Kelly gets Lucinda to talk about her film and how she can't get the money she needs for it. Knowing that Dylan is going Mm -hmm. to make an offer. So I think it's a little, a little manipulative of Kelly. It's very manipulative. And you know, I right away was like, when it came to uh, Lucinda and Dylan, as soon as they walk in the door and he's like the infamous Lucinda Nicholson, I was like, Oh good. Cause he and Brandon are doing great already. So let's (laughs) let's toss this in the mix. Yeah. Uh, So he says he wants to take a look at her proposal and maybe fund it. If he likes what she's doing. Mm Mm-hmm. Brandon and Steve walk in, and Nat is like, who's the babe over there with Kelly and Classic Dylan? Classic Nat, yeah. Uh, and says, oh, I heard she's a filmmaker. And Steve's like, well, if she is, she's making a film, she's got found deep pockets with Dylan. And then we get sad Brandon looking over at the three of them. Yeah, there was a weird moment there that like made it seem like Steve knew because it did it did yeah and i kind of wondered like was that just a weird was that just a bad take or or are we supposed to think that steve is somehow suspicious because does steve know that's my question does steve know so because there was a whole thing about about randall and the baseball and all that stuff that was happening like yeah it i mean it's potentially steve could know i just really don't remember if brandon was ever like i'm kind of got a thing with his wife so this is not a good zone for me i really I don't, don't remember but when brandon is like oh i think her name is lucinda yeah i can't remember steve gives him a look like yeah of course you don't know whatever yeah yeah confusing. that was a little confusing agreed confusing back at andrea's dorm josh is interviewing andrea about brandon but andrea has nothing but good things to say about glowing brandon. glowing yeah. So much so that Josh is like, are you sure this baby you're having isn't Brandon's? (laughs) Uh, Steve arrives and Josh uh, heads out. 
Uh, Andrea says that the RA has no problem with Steve being there as long as he behaves. Steve runs after Josh because he wants to be interviewed. Yeah. And he's like, didn't you hear about all that stuff that happened with Professor Randall? Yeah, that's a problem. Stupid Steve. I classify this as a problem. Yep. Brenda and uh, Stuart are on the road. He's back on the show. Playing the license plate game. Yep. Talking about his father and how he's such a disappointment to his father. And Stuart has decided that he wants to go camping that night. Yeah. Instead of going straight to this hotel in Palm Springs to meet his father. He wants just the two of them to have a night under the stars. Which... Uh, Brenda reluctantly agrees to. Yeah, and everything should be fine with that, I would say. I, in this scene, felt no chemistry between the two of them. Mm. I felt it was line, line, uh, line, line. I, I really, know. I would love for someone to sit down and explain to me why they did this, because this is the biggest head scratcher, I feel like. Yeah. One of the biggest head scratchers of the series. Yeah, you know? it's, it's confusing. Okay, so then we go to the gym. Josh is interviewing Deshaun, who also has nothing but good things to say about Brandon. Yeah, and I liked the solidarity here because Deshaun definitely has some things he could be saying right about Mm -hmm. now. Yep, but he's not. He's tight-lipped. Yep, so Brandon walks in and kind of breaks it up and Josh leaves and... Deshaun is like, you need to play it cool. Like he was asking specifically about Lucinda. Yeah. But Brandon is like, Lucinda and I aren't talking anymore. Uh-huh, uh-huh. But Lucinda's, like, in the gym as this yeah, is happening. right. And she walks past him all, like, cool yeah. and quiet. So Deshaun's like, well, I guess I was wrong. I guess I'll go buy another basketball poster for my dorm room. <laughs> he loves him. Uh, Kelly meets David at the piano store. Apparently David is, like, really He's good serious. at piano. This is a wonderful scene between Kelly, David, a grand piano, and a boom mic that just won't quit. I didn't see just it. Just won't quit. How am I missing all of these boom I, oh my gosh. It was, it was like bobbing. It was right at the top, like, get all the sound. <laughs> Make sure you get all the sound. <laughs> also, he's renting a grand piano. Yeah. Listen. That's a lot. I'm not an expert on pianos, but I feel like you don't jump right to renting a grand piano. How are they going to get that in the door? I don't know. I don't know. It's a good question. So he called Kelly there to look at pianos with him, but really... He wanted to say that he appreciates everything she did for him Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. and that he wants her to move back in. Yeah. So she will think about that. Yeah, she's going to give us some thoughts. Brandon goes to finish. uh, Brandon goes to Lucinda's office. uh, So not playing it cool. No. I feel like that should be... No, especially especially when you know that like Josh Richland is asking all these questions and it's already kind of out there that he's got somewhat of a history, at least with Professor Randall. It just seems problematic. And he does the whole like, hello, um, Ms. Nicholson. I'm a student coming for questions. So stupid. So dumb. So yeah, so they get they get to kissing. Uh, He kind of not so subtly asks about Dylan and Mm -hmm how how did that go and what what's happening there uh he's definitely jealous of... which and i think she picks up on those vibes real quick yeah uh she suggests that he well she really likes kelly uh kelly's in her class and uh she suggests that maybe he should take kelly to his next event that he has to go to mm-hmm. uh, to kind of throw people off the scent yeah 
uh, and then they uh, make out on her desk. Yes, yes. And I don't think it stops at making out, Kendra. No, I don't think so. I don't want to make any assumptions, but he does the classic push everything off the desk because somebody's like walking by and they're like, oh, you card. Yeah. And then I guess they just do it on campus. I guess so. Okay. Brenda and Stuart, they are parked. They're looking at the sunset. Uh, she enjoys that he enjoys the simple things. Like yeah, the even sunset. though he's rich. Yeah. She's feeling a little chilly. So she goes back to, she wants to go back to the car for the sweater. And he's like, no, stay here. And she's like, no, I'm going to go get my sweater. Right. It's kind of a weird yeah, exchange. It was. So she goes to the car and gets her sweater. And then she locks her keys. And in the they car. are legit in the middle. I don't know what they're doing. They're in the middle of nowhere. It's middle just of nowhere. basically not even a road. And just like a desert mesa everywhere that they look. And yes, Brenda notices the keys in the ignition there uh, after she has closed and locked the doors. Oh, okay. So he, it's really his fault then. So he left the keys in the ignition. Yes. And she just like force of habit locked the car when she yes. went to go yeah. get her sweater. Okay. Mm-hmm. For, when I was mm-hmm. watching it, I was like, why did she put the keys in the ignition? Okay, yeah, I get it now. No. Yep. Um. So Stuart goes from zero to cra- crab apple. Awful. Yeah. It's ridiculous he he's so mad at her for locking it in the car they her window's down a little bit so he tries to get his arm in and then yeah. he gets stuck and she's trying to help and he's like stop you're making get it away, worse get away from me brenda i'm mean now i find it really hard to believe they couldn't find a stick or pull I, the window down oh, the know. rest of the way yeah, i know i it, well it, brenda never tries yeah you know what i mean like and she definitely I don't know. If that were me, I would I would have gotten out of that situation. I think I've, so. I've I re- popped many a locks. I don't cars. think they tried hard enough there. If your window is already down enough that you yes. can stick most of your arm in, yeah, you got to be able to figure you out. You can a way. do it. You yeah. can do it. Absolutely. Teenage me locked himself out of his car thousands of times. Thousands. Conservative estimate, thousands of times. Yeah, and uh, it got to a point where I had this one car where it was almost just as quick to just. <laughs> Use a coat hanger to unlock that baby. So, uh, all right. I'll have her so, I was listening to Reality Bites on cassette. Yeah. I was distracted. You know? Yeah. Uh, so, night falls and they're just walking down the road. But are they? Because they still seem to be right at the car. That's the weird thing about it. Yeah. They're not far from the car. I don't know what they're doing. I don't know either, but a car, another car comes down the road and they kind of flag it down and Brenda's like, can you give us a ride? We had car trouble. Yeah. And the the guy is like kind of creepy and he has like a dog in the, yeah. the seat, but he says yes. So at first Stuart is like, you go, I'm not leaving my car. Yeah. And Brenda's like, well, I'm not going by myself. And this is after Brenda suggested, like, why don't we just break a window so we can yeah. unlock it and get out of here? And he's like, you'd love that, wouldn't you, to smash a window in my new car? Just like, what? I don't know. Stupid. Stupid. But anyway, they both get in the bed of this truck and he drives them to a motel 30 miles down the road. The thing is, when you think about like what it would cost to have them replace the window versus like bringing a tow truck or a locksmith out there, this is a moot point. Break yeah. the window. Yeah. You know, break that window. At that also, point, nightfall in the middle of nowhere. So yeah. yeah, break it. Yep. Break it. Anyway. Anyway. 
Back at Dylan's, Kelly is making dinner and Brandon has stopped by. He asks them if Josh has interviewed them. Uh, and he hasn't, but apparently he talked to Donna. Uh, and she also gave a glowing review yes. of Brandon as a person. Yes. Yeah, that was so weird. That was so weird. Like, he didn't interview Dylan or Kelly, but they were like, but he did talk to Donna. I'm like, Donna? Yeah. Okay. It's a weird choice. All right. He's there to invite Kelly to go to the Chancellor's house with him for this next event. Yeah. Uh, Which Dylan kind of seems weird about at first. He doesn't approach it in a he doesn't lead with like, look, I really need to bring somebody with me. And I don't, he says the thing about, it's not the place where you bring a blind date, but I don't think he really lays this out. Well, he's basically just like, I want to borrow. I want Kelly to be my public girlfriend. Yeah. So Kelly, what do you say? It is a very weird situation. Yeah. Uh, Dylan says girls are like surfboards. You don't just uh, lend them out. Yeah. Which Kelly is like all about her anthropology class and like yeah. women, but like yeah. this scene feels a little, yeah, a little sexist to me. But it whatever. does. No, it definitely does. Yeah, she doesn't seem just like they're literally like bartering over her yeah. at this point. You know, yeah. Dylan's like, sure, here you can borrow. You this, can borrow you know? my girlfriend. Yeah, it's if it's his good blue jacket. Yeah, you know? mm-hmm. stupid. So she agrees to go with him to this. Yeah. Event. At Andrea's dorm, Steve has moved in. He's looking at a Playboy, talking to, what's his face on the phone? Months on the phone. Uh, The RA comes in, and he's like, oh, I'm super busy on the computer. And she's like, well, you might want to turn on the computer. Yeah. She's Uh, a computer science major, so she knows a thing or two about that. She also clocks the Playboy real quick. Yeah. And he's like, oh, hides it behind his back. Uh, and she tells him that she's only doing this as a favor to Andrea, so he needs to keep it honest while he's yeah. living there. Okay. Yep. All right. And in his defense, he cancels the six-pack that was coming his way. He so does, yes. He's going to be serious. He's turned over a new leaf. Yep. Brenda and Stuart get to the motel. He is highly unimpressed with oh, yes. the room. Yeah, which it's really a crappy doesn't room. Look, it, I mean, it doesn't look that bad. No, It's not the no, worst hotel room I've ever seen. Not a good one. Yeah. Brenda says, we could call your father. He would send us a car right now, but yeah. he does not want to call his father. She's trying to make the best of it. She's trying to, you know, she's like, we'll laugh this off in a few years. It's going to be yeah. hilarious when we look back. Stuart uh, decides not to sleep in the bed with her because it's too small. So he's going to sleep on the chair. Yeah. Which, again, doesn't yeah. make sense. He's no. just being... This- He's being this awful. This makes no sense. This is just like straight up character assassination. It and is. I don't understand why. I I don't. What is the point of bringing Stuart back just to be like, and he's a jerk now. I don't get it. I don't get it either. But okay. Yeah, we had that whole scene in the last yeah. one where he brought her flowers and I chocolates know. and surprised her. Crazy. That was it. after we'd all written Stuart off. Nobody yeah. was thinking oh, that Stuart's going to come back, you know? Crazy. So bizarre. I don't so get bizarre. It. No. All right. At Lucinda's, Brandon comes over and Lucinda had had like a colleague over or something. So he was kind of like feeling a little like, oh, yeah. you're having people over. Yeah. Um, She's reworking her proposal for her film. And they start talking about like Brandon and Dylan and how like, are you friends or are you competitors? <laughs> yeah. So I would like to know that answer right now myself. <laughs> 
And uh, Brandon's like, I just want to take you out for a mega burger at some point. Yeah, and sit so, at the same booth, he says. Yeah, sit at the same booth. Next morning, Brenda and Stuart return to his car, which is which <laughs> is gone. Comically trashed. Yeah, it it's just like trashed. it's just the frame. Is it left. is. They broke every window, like took every seat, lit it on fire. I don't know who these vandals were, <laughs> but I, but they got them good. Really, yeah. Yep. And uh, so Stuart is obviously livid not happy he's like i should have stayed i told you i should have stayed with my car and oh we're we're can't wait to laugh about this someday yeah Yeah. also you add that motel cost on there no way it's cheaper to do all that than just repair a window but no no never whatever at the chancellor's uh the dean meets kelly and is Mm -hmm. very happy that brandon has a date Yes. I don't know why he's so concerned about Brandon dating. No, it, it yes, sexist is is right because it's very much like perfect. You have arm candy. That's yeah. great. Mm-hmm. Now you can be successful. Yep. At the so Brandon, Brenda, and Stuart finally make it to this hotel in Palm Springs, where L- Larry is. Yes, yeah. and Larry is laying into mm-hmm. Stuart right from the get go. He's like, "You told me you wanted to meet, and then you weren't even on time." Yeah. Then Stuart, I mean, he he does throw Brenda under the bus. Brenda yeah. doesn't speak up though. It, no. I mean, it, it was partially her fault. She did yeah. lock the keys in the car. Um, but he kind of tells uh, Larry what happened and is like, "Tell him, Brenda." And Larry is like, "Why didn't you go get her sweater? Why didn't mm-hmm. you do this?" And Brenda's like, "That's it. I'm done. Yeah. I'm done with no. both of you." She Here's- laces into both of them. Yeah. Yeah. And she throws the ring in the pool and she storms off. Yeah. And uh, Stuart goes after her and Larry's like, wait, are you going to get that ring or leave it as a tourist attraction? And Stuart just shoves him off. Here's the thing about this, right? I feel like I kind of am on Larry's side in this situation. How did you feel about that? Uh, I don't know. I feel like he didn't. I I mean, he could have called. He could have. He didn't do all he could. For me, like my my thought is like if you have a huge presentation that's like a huge huge deal to you the next morning, are you gonna take like this like lollygagging car ride yeah, where you're gonna you like camp gone, in the middle just of nowhere? Should have gone Crazy. straight there. Yeah, just go to the hotel and prepare, and then do that on the way back or something. So like, yes, the circumstances were kind of a fluke, but like they should have never been doing something stupid so close to the meeting anyway. So it's yeah. like. It's a valid point, I thought. But, you know, then again, I'm older than Miss Teasley, so what do I know? You know, I'm the man. Uh, Back at the... Oh, so then she... Brenda calls Dylan's house looking for Kelly to come pick her up. But Dylan answers, and he says that he will come get her. And she's like, no, no, no. I, You know, I was looking for Brandon. I was looking for Donna. And he's like, no, it's no problem. Just tell me where you are. And she's like, Palm Springs. And he's like, oh, darn it. <laughs> How far away would that be? Oh, I was going to look that up. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I'll, uh, I'll... Do you want... Okay. Here, you look it up while I, while I continue to talk. Let's get to it. All right. Uh, back at the Chancellor's, Kelly is full conversations with the Chancellor about birthday presents for his niece and about Madonna's career. Uh, Brandon is, or the Dean is very impressed by, uh, by Kelly. Yeah. His teenage daughter, I guess is, uh, 
they have a lot of shared interests. So he's picking Kelly's brain about his uh, his teenage daughter here. Yes. Uh, Kendra, I, I looked it up. Point of interest. It is almost a three hour drive. Oh, that's not so, nothing. No, nothing. No, that's uh, that's pretty serious. So. Yeah. What a good friend Dylan is. Yes. Her. He sure is a good friend. To her. <laughs> um, after the event, Brandon and Kelly are leaving and talking about you and I make a good team and uh, you're the best catch on campus, Brandon. And Here for it. <laughs> this is, it feels a little out of nowhere to me, but. Here for it. <laughs> All right. Well. <laughs> We'll see. We'll see. Uh, okay, so Brenda and Dylan are driving home after he's picked her up. And she says, you know, she's saying she's never seen this side uh-huh. of Stuart uh-huh. before. And remember when we went to Baja and I forgot my passport. I love but, a good But we back. still had fun with it. Uh, and she said that Stuart couldn't do that and it's over. And Yeah. Uh, which good if that's yeah. how he's gonna react when he locked yeah definitely in the car. definitely Eesh. this might win the award i know we've said there's been a lot of like incongruous scenes where it's like where did that come from or why are we suddenly doing this before this brenda dylan scene in the car i was like what it yeah what it's <laughs> i was i was a little like oh okay <laughs> Because anyway, she's saying proceed. that she can't she can't keep a relationship going since she broke up with Dylan. Yeah. And he's like, yeah. well, you just haven't met the right guy. And she's like, I did meet the right guy. I lost him. Yeah. I'm still in love with you, Dylan. How can I fall in love with someone else when I'm still in love with you? And Dylan's like, mm, oh, <laughs> driving a car. <laughs> he's like, oh, Bren. <laughs> yeah. I, lo- that, I mean, I love you. It's not that I don't love you, Bren. Yeah. Oh, boy. Yeah, it would... I don't know. I that don't was a lot. It. I'm just kidding. I don't buy it. You don't buy I don't, it? I don't see this. I guess we'll talk about it in the wrap. I I did not. I forgot that this happened. Like, I, I didn't remember that there was some, like, moment with them here. So I was genuinely surprised when it happened. I don't see the lead up to that at all. But let's save it for the wrap. Uh, well, she ends the conversation by saying she's glad that they are still friends. <laughs> then they drive in silence for two and a half yeah. more hours. <laughs> yep. <laughs> Uh, all right, last scene at Kelly, Donna, David's. They are they're grilling out. They've made kebabs. Uh, each kebab has six things on it to yes. represent one, his one for each. His friends. Yeah, Steve uh, claims the beef. Yes, uh, Kelly is going to move back in. Mm-hmm. David and Donna sit at the piano, which is not a grand piano. No, no, it's really it's kind of a glow down to go from that grand piano to like that that piano that's in every church basement yeah. across the country <laughs> exactly you know? when i look at that piano i think church yeah, basement. I, yeah i do too yeah where's the felt board yeah how do you get it in the church basement i'm not sure you need a lot of guys yeah yep yep uh so they're they're playing a song on the piano together um brandon is doing this like snapping thing I all over kelly didn't understand it that. was weird it was like he improved it but they kept it in they yeah for so it makes no sense and she's clearly like this is a thing that's happening yeah I will say it's the best dancing I've ever seen Jason Priestley do. So for sure, oh, for sure, you know. Um, Brenda and Dylan arrive, <laughs> and uh, Kelly is instantly oh, upset. Oh, Kelly that, Jelly! That he it, uh... went to go pick up Brenda in mm-hmm. Palm Springs, mm-hmm. and she's like, "Is this why you want me to move out?" Yeah. 
And then Dylan to Brandon is like, hey, if you ever need to borrow her again, feel free. And then Kelly and Brandon stare at each other for so long. They're giving each other the eyes. It was a full eight minutes of them just looking back, being like, do we? Do we? Do I? Do you? (laughs) Do we? Long time. (laughs) Yeah. Long time. That's how the episode is. That is the end. What's your number two and no snap, Kendra? Um... I mean, for for me, it's the Brenda confession when they're in the car and she's like, "Tell me how am I?" I <laughs> sure, I'll go with lot. I'll go with that too. That was a lot. Either that or her telling them off at the hotel. Yeah, throwing the ring in the pool. Yeah. Okay. Um, now for the big question, Kendra, does it hold up? I mean, <laughs> it was. It's like fun to watch because there's a lot of drama going on, oh, but sure. there's also just stuff that's just like all the Stewart stuff. I don't understand. Mm-hmm. No. Um, just a lot of like Brandon is like suddenly this big man on campus. Yeah. I don't know. A lot of things that are just kind of out of the blue. Yeah. That you just have to decide that you're going to go with or I know. not. Um, I guess. I mean, I guess I have to say no for those reasons, because I just a lot of things happen to me that just I I don't see where it's coming from. Like we had been commenting about how Brenda had been sort of relegated to like a Walsh bedroom scene being like, hey, Brandon, what's up? And then that's it, you know. And so when Stuart comes back, like I knew this is where we were headed, but I thought we had a little bit more. But. I kind of thought, oh, they're bringing Stuart back and now she's going to have her own sort of segregated story again. And that's, they're really good together. But you're right, zero chemistry. Mm -hmm. And Stuart just becomes a monster. Like, Mm -hmm. just because. And I don't, I don't think that was fun to watch. I don't think it was necessary. Like, it was kind of abrupt when Stuart left, but that was so long ago. And we've made these like sort of glib remarks about it since then. And it just kind of seemed like that's in the past. So, we didn't need to see that again. And if we did, I would have liked a better resolution than just like punctuating yeah. it with the fact that he's a jerk. Yeah. Yeah. I I agree with all that. And, and you're right. I mean, Dylan, or Brenda, Brandon Kelly, we haven't done anything with since what season, like when they went to the prom together and they oh, were like, yeah. mm, mm-hmm. you know, and so. Yeah. It's weird that they're doing that when, Brandon already has this Lucinda thing going on too. Yeah. So I don't know. That seems weirdly timed, but I guess we'll see as the, uh, yeah. I mean, it feels like, again, the, the Dylan Brandon rivalry is not organic. It's just yeah. all of a sudden. Yeah. There, that so. is just all. Yeah. I don't get that at all. And so now you've got this little foursome, mm-hmm. you know, where you're playing a little bit with Dylan and Lucinda and you're playing a little bit with Brandon Kelly. I don't know if it's just to get like tension within that group, but I don't really like it. I mean, I think whenever Jenny Garth and Jason Priestley have scenes together, they do have a fun chemistry. And so I enjoyed that. But story-wise, it was a little like, oh, okay. You know, like, I don't know. We're doing this, I guess. Yeah. 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 And again, Steve, poor Steve. You know, I mean, he got some dialogue, but I don't know. Nothing really. I don't know. I think, you know, series-wise, I guess you can say like the final resolution with Brenda and Stewart, because that's really... Outside of Dylan, that's really Brenda's like major mm-hmm. love interest so far. I mean, it's like Dylan, Rick, you know, <laughs> Dean Kane and and uh and this and Stuart. So like kind of putting putting an end on that, I guess, is is relevant. Um 
the task force stuff, Chancellor Arnold making his first little like cameo appearance. It's like when Wolverine made a little cameo in the Incredible Hulk before he was really on the cover. Right. Yeah. So you understand what I'm saying. <laughs> so there are some things in here that I think are relevant going forward, but this sloppy, like, well, they'll just go with that kind of storytelling is he's kind of ticking me off. Yeah. It's, it's weird. They need to pull it together. They've got like 10 episodes left. Let's yeah. pull it together, people. Let's do it. Tighten it up. Tighten it up. How are you vaccine-wise? You still, you're still upright, I can see. Yeah. I'm, hung- okay. I'm, I'm in this weird, like, I'm hungry, but I can't eat uh-huh. too much. But right. I'm really hungry. Yeah, you don't want to see it again. Okay, yeah. we'll keep us posted, please. All right, will do. Keep us posted. All right, Kendra, well, uh, outside of the Radio Meanwhile Network, I'm the host of How's Things, the official podcast and radio show of the David A. Howe Public Library. Dropping a new episode with an interview on uh, J.T. Ellison. We talked about her a little last week. She's best-selling author. Her new book is Her Dark Lies, and we talk all about Her Dark Lies. So you can find that and loads more uh, episodes over there at soundcloud.com slash all the books. Kendra, what about you? I'm Miss Music Box 91 online, and I have yeah. a website, MissMusicBox.com. Um, I'm also the po- the I'm also the host <laughs> of the podcast. See, Vaccine my brain, brain, it's going. Uh, the host of the co-host of the podcast, uh, '90s Music Got Me Like, where each week we look at a different '90s song. I think this week uh, we're doing a little bit of a rerun because of vaccine just really sure. wiped us both. Uh, sure. But next time we're going to be talking about um, "Stay I Missed You" by Lisa Loeb. Oh, okay. Which I did not know before this week. I don't really, my wife is a fan of hers. I I think I first became aware of her because she voices Mary Jane Watson opposite Ian Ziering as Harry Osborn in the, that MTV Spider-Man animated series. Look at that, we bring it full circle. With Neil Patrick Harris. Yeah, absolutely. Cool show. It's a cool show. That Spider-Man series. Kind of connected to the Tobey Maguire movies. But yeah, it's Lisa Love for whatever reason is... uh, Mary Jane in that. So well, I had never heard right. of her. I had never heard of the song. So wow, new, what new a learning experience for, I know. for you. What a learning Always experience. Learning. You are. That's good for you. Well, you're an educator, so it makes yeah. sense. You yeah. know. All right, folks. You can join us next week as we continue our 90210 discussion with season four, episode twenty-two, "Change Partners." I wonder what that could be referencing. Yikes. Mm, maybe it's Yikes. square dance themes. Do you think it's a square dance? Sure. Question? Yeah, okay. they're gonna learn to square dance. Yeah. Okay. All right. Yep. Sounds good. Sounds good. 902 and here we go.